Amen, amen, amen. Let's get into the word of the Lord today, Luke chapter 9, if you have your Bibles. Looking forward to the service this evening, Evangelist Josh Heron. Anybody ever heard of him? He's going to be with us this evening. Looking forward to a great time in the Lord at 6 p.m. Luke chapter 9, I'm going to begin with verse number 51, reading down through verse 59. Luke chapter 9, verse 51. And it came to pass... When the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face, and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, Wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias did? But he turned and rebuked them and he said, Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. For the Son of Man has not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Isn't that wonderful? And they went to another village and it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. Follow me. I'm going to preach to you for a little while today from this subject, the journey. The journey. Are you glad to be on the journey this morning? Let's just ask the Lord to help us today. God, we ask this morning that you would reach down and that you would strengthen and help us today, Lord, that you would speak to every heart and every mind and every life that is here today. Lord, that your word would reach deep into our spirit. God, that we would be encouraged to take a step of faith this morning in the journey with you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. In our text today, Jesus and his disciples are taking a journey. Now, one could easily miss the point when you read this text because while Luke uses the same word for journey five times in the first six verses, the English translation never uses the word journey at all. Here is where the word journey appears. In verse 51, in the original text, it actually says Jesus set his face to journey to Jerusalem. In verse 52, it says on their journey they enter into a village of the Samaritans. And in verse 53, the original text could have been translated the Samaritans did not receive Jesus because his face was set on a journey to Jerusalem. In verse 56, the scripture says that Jesus and his disciples journey to another village. And then in verse 57, it says that they are on a journey that all things, all things in that, in that paragraph occur as they were on the journey. This is important to us today because sometimes we just jump through, but when we look at a word that is used in repetition, there is a purpose and a reason. Five times the same word for journey appears, and 
I want to pull from this just a little bit today to, to preach to you about the journey that you and I are on. What many of us perhaps fail to realize and recognize oftentimes is that it is the journey, not the destination, that is so important to us. While the destination, of course, is important, but if we fail to understand the blessing of the journey, we will never reach the destination. The journey is where we will find our greatest fulfillments. Far too many people end up shipwrecked between the beginning of a promise and the fulfillment of the same promise. Every step of the climb up the mountain is putting you one step closer to the destination. Let me pause for a moment today to say that I'm not minimizing at all. As a matter of fact, perhaps I, as much as anyone, always remind the church of our destination that we're on our way to heaven. And that we must keep heaven in view and we must keep heaven in sight. But this morning I want us to recognize that in the journey between here and there, on the journey between where we are and where God is trying to take us to, and the journey uh, in this spiritual journey that we are on, that there are so many wonderful things that happens in the journey. There are blessings in the journey. But in the journey there will be all sorts of resistance that we will have to deal with and that's where a lot of people quit trying in the journey. They give up in the journey. They end up bitter about what they went through in the journey. And along life's way in the journey, if we're not careful to look, we'll fail to see the blessings in the journey. If you don't get anything else that I say this morning, I want you to understand that God has a plan for every life. That means everybody that just heard the words that I spoke, God has a plan for your life. And God's plan will always be fulfilled in God's time. But in God's time means that between where you are and where God is taking you to, to the promise and the blessing, there is a time that is called the journey. And that's what I'm trying to focus on this morning. Because if we're not careful, we will get sidetracked in the journey. And we'll get frustrated in the journey. And we'll get discouraged in the journey. And we'll lose sight of the promise in the journey. And while we are looking toward that great day that He's going to call us home, we've got to understand that between here and there that God is working everything out for our good. The journey isn't meant to destroy you. The journey isn't meant to kill you. The journey isn't meant to absolutely obliterate your life. But the journey is meant to make you and to take you to where God is wanting to take you to. 1 Peter chapter 1 speaks a little bit into the journey and it says something along this line, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, may I add in the journey, 
if need be, ye are in heaven as through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith in the journey being more precious than that of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor in the journey and glory at the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, the writer here is saying that it's not so much the destination, but that the journey is more precious than that of gold, though it be tried with fire. I've always heard people really quickly to say, man, uh, we're going to come out pure gold. But the writer here is saying that it is it is the fire, it is the pressure, it is the journey that is more precious than gold. Because the journey is going to do in your life what nothing else can do. Because the journey is going to make you. The journey is going to press on you. The journey is going to prepare you for what God is wanting to do. It is the journey where the time that God is transforming us, it is a time of testing and trials and chastening that we must be willing to endure as God is preparing us for greater things. The journey is the space of time between where that God uses to perfect us and to develop us so that we are more usable in His hands. Maybe the journey is the purpose anyway. I shared a scripture with you a few months ago and I want to drop back to it this morning to, to, to remind us Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 8. There's a little scripture there that said that the Lord sent a word into Jacob and it lighted upon Israel. And we pass over that and we go on and fail to, 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 to see the strength of Scripture. Joseph was the son of Jacob and his name was changed to Israel. In other words, the word of the Lord was not speaking to Jacob, but it was speaking to the seed that was in Jacob. There are times when God speaks into your life now, but He is not speaking into who you are now, but He is speaking prophetically into what He is wanting you to become. He is speaking to the potential that is in you. Look at your neighbor and tell them there's potential in you. God speaks a promise into your life. But he cannot fulfill the promise. Listen, I feel the help of the Lord this morning. He cannot fulfill the promise that he has spoken into your life until he prepares you for the promise. And so a lot of people get discouraged because they receive the promise, but they don't receive the journey very well. And so they wonder, why? Why am I not receiving the promise? Somebody prophesied over me. Some evangelist came over and spoke a word over me. Three people prayed for me and said it was going to come to pass. And I don't understand why that it hasn't come to pass. Often it is not, it is not coming to pass because we have not yielded to the journey of preparation that God is trying to work in our life so that He can fulfill the promise that He has spoken into our life 
the word of the Lord was not speaking to Jacob, but to the potential that is in him. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 43 verse 1. It gives clarity to Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 8. But now saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob. Everybody say Jacob was created. And he that formed thee, O Israel. Everybody say Israel was formed. But you know that the same person, right? Watch, notice Jacob was created, but Israel was formed. Jacob means supplanter or rascal or joker. He was goofy like I am sometimes. And a few of you are on occasion. Come on, lighten up a little bit. It's your opportunity to smile. Israel, which we get from the Greek word, is originally a Hebrew name, meaning he hath striven with God or he, or he has been saved by God. The name Israel literally means power with God. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. But not until he went through some things. I'm preaching about the journey. The word of the Lord came into Jacob, but it lighted upon Israel. In other words, the word of the Lord came, the prophecy came to Jacob, but it didn't come to pass until he went through the journey and became Israel. I'm trying to help somebody today that feels that God has something for you to do. God got more for you than what, you're, than what you've seen fulfilled in your life. Get in the middle of the journey. Find your groove in the journey and say yes to God in the journey because today I may be a rascal, but tomorrow I'm going to have power with God because of what I go through in the journey. God's going to bless me like Israel. He had to submit himself to the journey before his name could be changed and he became Israel. Watch the prophet of God, Elijah, sends his servant to the top of a mountain. And he says, go up and look for a sign of rain. And what, the, what, what would have happened? Think about how this story would have changed. If the servant would have said, I'm not taking that journey. You want to know what's going on up the mountain? You climb it yourself, prophet of God. So he runs up the mountain because he's a willing servant. And so he, he, he runs up the mountain, gets up there, looks around, runs back down and says, nope. And so Elijah says, hmm, go back again. And so he goes back up the mountain, and he comes back down again. Now, I'm not sure how tall this mountain was, how long this mountain is, and I don't have a lot of experience with mountain climbing, but it sounds tiring to me. But along about the third, fourth time going up the mountain, if I would have been the servant, I would have probably had a tendency to say, Hey, prophet of God. At least make the journey with me. You're just running me up and down this mountain and every time I get up there, nope, uh-uh. I hear you saying it, but it ain't coming to pass. 
what would have happened if the servant would have said no before he had any vision for himself? It was the prophet's vision. It was the man of God's word. It was the man of God that says, I, I hear a sound. Uh-uh. Don't hear that sound. Run on up that mountain. Uh-uh. And we wonder why. That ministry is always calling the church. Come on, we got to pray. We got to fast. We I see revival coming. I see ministries being birthed. I see ministries being born. Come on, we got to climb up the mountain of prayer. We got to climb up the mountain of sacrifice. We got to climb up the mountain of faithfulness. We've got to climb up the mountain of worship. Come on, church. We got to get tuned into what God's wanting to do. And somebody said, uh-uh, not hearing it, not feeling it. No, I'm not, I'm not doing it. That's what we're doing. We're climbing up a mountain on a a word of faith by the prophet of God saying it's going to come. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Revival's coming. Backsliders are coming home. Children are going to be saved. Miracles are going to happen. I'm going to climb up the mountain until I see the cloud the size of a man's hand. And when I see the cloud, I'll come back down. Come on, does anybody want to go on the journey this morning? I'll climb the mountain of the journey of faith. Oh, somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Come on, let's magnify him today. Could it be that climbing the mountain was required in order for the prophet of God's servant to develop faith in him? About the fourth or fifth time out of breath, the top of the mountain is like, whew, I'm having a hard time. I think I'm starting to see something. Go back down, prophet. I'm not sure. I, don't, I can't say for sure that I saw something. But man, I can say I was wanting to see something bad. <laughs> I just want to come back and give you a good report. Listen, I'm not asking you to, to, to fib for the Lord, to lie for God. He doesn't need anybody to say they see something that they haven't seen. But I am coming to tell you that sometimes it is the journey that is developing faith in us to get to the point of desperation that we'll start looking for things that we've never been able to see before. Could it have been that the cloud the size of a man's hand was there all along but the prophet of God's servant was not able to see what the man of God was already able to see. So he was saying, get to a different point of view. Climb up the mountain. Take a journey of faith until you get to where you can see what God is wanting you to see. Could it be that everything you've gone through in your life has been for the purpose of God developing something in your life that He's going to fulfill and bring to pass in your near future. Maybe God has been developing everything in your life so He could bring it to fulfillment this very day. Oh, we can believe it for tomorrow, but we can't believe it for today. 
Because that means I'm going to have to yield to what God is wanting to do today. Hey, I come today to tell you that your blessing is not always in your tomorrow, but your blessing could be in your today. God could begin a work in your life today. Somebody say today. God could begin working in your life today. The reason that some people never get their answer, never get their ministry, never get to experience a real encounter with the miraculous is because they're not willing to climb the mountain of faith to be able to get to a point of seeing what they've never seen before. Come on, CLC. We're going to see revival like we've never seen. God is going to take this church to places we've never been. Pastor, what are you talking about? We fasted 40 days, saw the miraculous saw 20 people filled with the Holy Ghost on a Sunday morning in February of this year. Yes, we did. But I came to tell you, the best is yet to come. The greatest is yet to come. Keep climbing the mountain. You wonder why you've been feeling like you're feeling and dealing with what you've been dealing with. It's just the journey. Come on up the mountain with us. Come on up the mountain with us. God is about to reveal something in your life. Oh, somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. Woo! Hallelujah! 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 Praise God. Moses climbed the mountain to hear from the Lord. Then he would return and answer to the people. Here's where we have to be careful. Because it's easier to just let the man of God climb the mountain and come down and tell us what the Lord is saying. But Moses came back down the mountain and he looks at the people and he says, it's time for you to climb the mountain for yourself. And it's time for you to get a word from the Lord for yourself. And it's time for you to hear from God for yourself. And some said, uh-uh, I'm comfortable where I'm at. You go ahead and keep climbing the mountain. And he says, you're never going to see the promised land unless you're willing to climb up the mountain. Come on, CLC. There's some folks that's ready to climb the mountain. There's some folks that's ready to get to the top. There's some folks that's ready to see their family saved, ready to see their promise fulfilled, ready to see their ministry take off and do something that it's never done before. The only way is going to be to take the journey and say yes to the journey. It doesn't matter if you're weary this morning. I want to just tell you, keep on climbing. I'm tired. I'm worn out. Keep on climbing. Keep on climbing. Just keep on going up the mountain. The journey is like a training ground. It's designed to reveal your weaknesses and let you know what you got to do. God is perfecting you before he elevates you. I want to give you a word from the Lord today. The journey is not going to kill you. But it will prepare you And it will develop you. In our text this morning, the disciples got a little frustrated with the way some people dealt with the Lord. And you know what the disciples said? Lord, you want us just to to speak a curse on them and kill them with a curse? Because the Old Testament prophets done that before. And the Lord said, "You're, you're coming with a bad spirit. You got a bad spirit. He said, you don't even know what spirit that you're coming with. 
I'm not here to kill them. I'm here to save them. I want you to understand something today. I'm not preaching this message to try to beat you up and hurt you. I'm trying to encourage you and to see you saved. Somebody today has got to understand that the word of the Lord is calling us to get in the journey and say, hey, I know the pressure. I know the stress. I know what you're going through. Hey, I'm qualified to preach this message this morning because I've had my sense. I've had my senses knocked out of me a few times. I've been down the road of stress and pressure a few times. I've been broke, beat up, thrown out, cast out, talked about, cursed at. You name it, it's happened. But I just said I'm going to stay in the fight. I'm going to stay in the fight. I haven't seen everything that I'm going to see. But God's still working some things in my life. Come on, child of God, get in the journey. Don't let discouragement get you. Don't let what somebody says about you get you. Don't let what somebody, how somebody acts towards you get you. Get in the journey. Keep fighting. Keep walking. Keep climbing. Oh, somebody ought to thank God for the journey this morning. Jacob. Jacob was a dreamer, but God had to address the dreamer before he could ever address the dream. God's got to work in your life before he can ever work where he wants to take your life. The dreamer always has the potential to derail the dream. That's why the dreamer has to go through the process of a pit, a pharaoh, and a prison before he could ever get to his promise. God had to develop the dreamer before he could develop the dream. Every great man or woman of God that I know have had to endure some struggles, some hardships. I've yet to talk to a successful person that is on up in years that have been through the fight. You want to know about going through some struggles. Sit down with this man to my right. And ask him about some struggles in life. And let him talk to you about some of the difficulties and some of the things that he went through and some of the struggles. You know why? That he's where he is today because he stayed in the fight. He didn't stop fighting just because it got hot. Just because he got tired. The worst thing you can do is to say, well, I'm just going to step down for a little while and take a break. I'm tired. Hmm. That's just like telling the devil, here you go. I just yield over to you. You go ahead and have your way. And if I ever get to feeling better, I'm going to come back and pick back up where I left off. You'll never pick up where you left off. Because the moment that you step back and give the devil space and give the devil room, he'll begin to work in your life. Come on, child of God. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Tuck your helmet on. Get your work gloves on and declare by the help of the Lord, we're going to keep working, keep fighting, keep laboring. We're going to keep going on. The battle's tough. The weather may be against me. My finances may be against me. My health may be failing. But I am going to endure because he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. Not he that stops along the way, but he that keeps fighting. He that stays in the journey. 
Oh, somebody reach out to the Lord this morning. It's so easy for us to see the preacher on the platform, but you weren't there when he was struggling in the journey. Listen, Moses couldn't live in his own house among his own kindred for 40 years. Then he was on hold for another 40 years tending sheep on the backside of a desert before God finally spoke to him in a burning bush and tells him to take off his shoes. Then he was on hold for another 40 years wandering around in a wilderness. David was anointed king by Samuel when he was a lad, but he had to tend sheep, kill wild animals, fight giants, get chased by Saul. For 16 years, he ran for his life. I tell you what, Pastor, the last year, whew, last five, man, I, I just don't know. Let me tell you about David. For 16 years, he had to live in caves and run, trying to survive. And he completed the majority of his writings of his, of his songbook in the word of God from a cave before he was finally crowned king of Judah. Yet he was anointed king when he was a lad. Look what he had to go through. Don't you question what God has spoken into your life. If you question what God spoke into your life, you're questioning God himself. The issue is, is between here and there. You may have a cave. You may have a Saul. You may have a Goliath. You may have a lion and a bear. You may have some things you've got to go through it's just part of the journey I came this morning to encourage somebody to just keep on keeping on because there is a journey before there is a destination oh I feel the help of the Lord this morning why don't you just lift your hands and reach out to the Lord don't let this message detour you today from pursuing what God has called you to do the destination is going to be worth the journey come on get in and keep working get in and keep pushing I feel like closing this morning Maybe I'm speaking to somebody today that's already said yes, but if you haven't said yes to the Lord, you need to say yes today. No reason to wait till tonight. No reason to wait till next week because there is no perfect time. Don't wait to get started. Don't wait on perfect circumstances to start serving the Lord. Don't wait until things get better for you to get in the journey. Just step in today and say yes to the Lord. There's no better time than the present. Right now is the best time. Start now. Get back in the journey now. I feel like I'm preaching to somebody today that has become weary in well-doing and you've allowed the enemy to speak into your spirit, into your life, to discourage you, to cause you to take a step back. You have had people speaking into your spirit, into your mind, into your ears until you have developed it into your heart and you're developing a spirit in you that is not like God, but it is an evil spirit that is coming into your life because you are resisting the journey that God started you on a long time ago. Come on, somebody needs to get in the journey this morning and say yes to the Lord and declare by the help of the Lord I'm not going to turn around, turn back look to the left or the right this is a journey that I'm going to get in and walk in it's a spiritual journey 
Who's going to go with us this morning? Stand to your feet with me if you would today. I recognize that what I preach today requires a huge element of faith. It's not easy to change everything in our life and just go out blindly saying, I'm not sure what this is all about, but I'm just taking this journey by faith. Hebrews chapter 11 said that Abraham went out by faith not knowing the land by which God was calling him to. He just went out by faith and said yes to the Lord. There's some of you that have no idea what it is that God's wanting to do in your life, but you feel the nudge of God saying, come on, you need to do something. Come on, you need to respond. But you don't know where you're going. You need to go out by faith. And I'm speaking to somebody today that doesn't have the destination in view. You don't know what God is going to do. You know why? Because there is no telling what God, you wouldn't even believe what God could do in your life if you will submit to the journey and submit 100% and say, yes to the Lord in every way where God can end your life is nowhere near what you have the faith to even believe God for today so what God is asking you to do is get in the journey by faith and let me work it all out God is calling some folks today He's calling people to repentance today. He's calling people to step into the journey. He wants to fill somebody with a baptism of the Holy Ghost today. He wants to give somebody brand new faith today. He wants to give somebody a new reason for living today. You want to take this journey? There were ten spies that were sent out into the land. Go and see. Come back and tell. Eight of them came back and said, we can't do this. There's giants in the land. There's no way we can do it. Eight of them. Although that their names are written in Scripture, probably no one in this room would be able to give me the names of all eight because you don't know the names of those who said we can't. But there were two that said we can. And everybody in this room perhaps could knows who Joshua and Caleb are because they're the two that says we, we can do this. We can do this. I came this morning to be one of the two to tell you you can do this. Would you agree together with me today? Come on, would there be a Joshua and a Caleb today that would say, hey, you know what? I know it's going to be tough, but we can do this by faith. We're going to take a step of faith where God's going to work through my life today. That's it. Why don't you go ahead and respond? God's calling you today. I don't know what we're waiting on. God's calling today. Somebody needs to take a step of faith and declare by the help of the Lord, I'm going I'm to do what God is calling me to do. I'm going to take this journey by faith this morning. Oh, come on, lift up your hearts to the Lord today. Lift up your voice to God today. Submit to Him this morning. Come with a sincere heart. Come with an open heart today. Come on, reach out to Him today. Come desperate. Come desperate today. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, yes, Lord. I say yes. Oh, I'll agree. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I say yes. I say yes. Oh, yes, I will. Yes, I will. Come on, seek the Lord this morning. Open your heart. 
Open your mouth. Cry out to him this morning. Lift up your voice to him this morning. I'll agree. Whatever you say, Lord, your will and your way. I say yes. Nothing's impossible. Nothing is impossible. Oh. 